Bienvenidos, I'm your host Lore, and this is Creepy Chisme. Warning, some stories and information on Creepy Chisme may be triggering and are not suitable for all, especially young children. Please listen with caution. Thank you. Hola mi gente, happy Freaky Friday. We made it to Friday, the day of the week that we all love. If you're new here to Creepy Chisme, welcome. This is Freaky Friday. It's a short mini episode where I tell you a story or something I heard that is creepy to start your weekend. So if you don't know, I'm from the Chicagoland area. I live in the suburbs of Chicago. It's funny because the other day somebody was telling me like, how come everybody here says everything is 30 minutes from each other well first of all it's just true like (laughs) no matter where you are it's always 30 minutes to get somewhere and then i don't know because everything surrounds the city it's like an even i don't know i don't know what to say (laughs) just happens to be that way is that in chicago only or is that everywhere let me know chicago is an old city and with old comes a historic storyline and sometimes that involves tragedy and ghosts and murder and death and all the spooky things. (laughs) So the first story I want to get into is um, a story about one of my favorite buildings in downtown Chicago called the Water Tower. Now I've always heard of the rumor that the Water Tower is haunted but I never knew the story of what they were talking about. Now the water tower, I'm sure you've seen on TV or in movies or in shows because it's part of the Magnificent Mile. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. Now the water tower was made to house a large water pump that was intended to draw water from Lake Michigan. But in 1871, during the Great Chicago Fire, this limestone building was one of the few to survive the fire. And although it survived the fire on that night is when the legend was born. So what happened was a man stood behind to man the pump and the flames got so high almost to the top of the building and the man instead of allowing himself to burn to death decided to hang himself from one of the rafters at the top of the building. So people today say that sometimes you can catch a glimpse of a man hanging from the top of the building. If you're into the study of rocks, then limestone is known for capturing energy, holding onto energy, right? Which would make sense if something that tragic happened in that building, people believe that the reason people see the man hanging is because it's kind of embedded in the limestone and it's replayed over and over almost like we're watching TV. Is that weird? (laughs) It's weird, but it makes a lot of sense. You know, I am a firm believer in high energy and bad energy and good energy. So that makes sense to me. (laughs) So yeah, next time you're in Chicago visiting on the Magnificent Mile, because usually that's where you end up to do your shopping and stuff, taking a walk, seeing the beautiful city, 
Um, take a walk into the water tower. It's actually really nice in there, and I enjoy my time in there. You don't get like spooky vibes or anything, and it's just gorgeous. Just go check out the building. A lot of the buildings in Chicago are gorgeous. So the next one I have for you is about the Congress Plaza Hotel. Now this hotel was actually named the most haunted place in Illinois by Travel and Leisure. Now the history of the Congress Plaza Hotel begins in 1893 during the World's Fair. It was a luxury hotel built specifically for the fair to house the amount of visitors coming to the city. But it became the focus of rumors. Now there's people that claim that Al Capone and his cohorts kind of ran their whatever they had going on at the Congress Plaza. And there's rumors that some awful crimes actually happened at the hotel. So there are some wandering ghosts in the Congress Plaza Hotel and one of them is known as Peg Like Johnny, who is in the South Tower. Peg Like Johnny is the spirit of a man who was brutally murdered in the alley behind the hotel. Nobody knows exactly who Peg Leg Johnny was or the circumstances of his death, but could have been one of Al Capone's uh, victims. If you go to the North Tower, there's a story of an apparition of a playful little boy on the 12th floor. Now, his story is he is claimed to be the spirit of a kid along with his sibling that was thrown from the North Tower by their mother. Apparently she also jumped and claimed her death. But the most well-known haunting in the Congress Plaza Hotel takes place in room 441. So people that stay in this room claim that they see a woman. They also claim that objects in the room move and just strange things happening in the room. So like lights flickering, water turning on and off, stuff like that. Now it's rumored that this room, room 441, is actually believed to be the inspiration for Stephen King's story, 1408, which is about a haunted hotel room. Has anyone ever stayed at the Congress Plaza? I've never stood there because there's no need to stay in a hotel in the city because I live 30 minutes away, duh. <laughs> Alright, my next story is about the Iroquois Theater. So on December 30th, 1903, the Iroquois Theater was filled with tons of people. It was over the holiday break and they were there to see a musical comedy called Mr. Bluebeard. So the show began its second act at about 3.15 p.m. But a spark from a stage light ignited a, a nearby drapery. They tried to stamp out the fire, but it failed to do so. And the fire quickly spread. Now what's creepy about this is the instructor instructed the orchestra to continue playing as the people on stage tried to put out the fire. So as, I guess, like to keep people calm, but I don't think it helped because <laughs> that's really scary. So let me explain something. So there was a few levels of this theater and something the architect did when he built it was he only made one entrance into the theater. Now there were two staircases that went up to the balconies, but again, if you come down, you have to go through the one entrance to the theater. Yeah, not up to fire code. And they knew that, but they didn't give a shit. And 
this is why this was a tragedy. So because the fire quickly escalated, all these people started panicking and trying to run out the exit. What happened was the people that were up on the upper levels, they locked the doors. Not because of the fire. They had the doors locked so that they couldn't sneak down to the lower levels. And during all this commotion and panic, they didn't unlock them. So the only people that had a chance of getting out were the people on the main level. Hundreds of people died. It's estimated that over 600 people passed away during this fire. So many people passed away in this fire that the diner that was next door to the theater became a morgue and a hospital because they had to identify them before they could do anything with them. So of course they rebuilt it in 1926 and opened it up again as the Oriental. But a lot of people claim and workers that work there say that the rear alleyway where more than 100 people died after throwing themselves from the upper floor windows, you get a weird sensation in the alley, a supernatural feeling. Something's there, but there's nothing there. Theater goers and cast talk about their encounters they've had, seeing children, laughter, footsteps, crying, and a woman told one time that she felt a small hand take hold of hers. Ooh, I got chills, I got chills, I got chills. (laughs) So yeah, there are many, many places I can go on for hours, and maybe I will one day, um, of places in in Chicago that are haunted. But I want to leave you guys with this last story. This is the story of Hull House in Chicago that is known for the legend of the devil baby. So Hull House was a home founded by Jane Addams, that is said to have created the story that helped spawn the movie Rosemary's Baby. So Hull House was founded in 1889 by the Adams. The home was created for new immigrants to find shelter in. Hmm, how nice. It was named after real estate magnate Charles Hull, who actually built the house in 1856. So first it started as a shelter for women, tending to them with midwives and sheltering them with from abusive husbands man we need we need a place like this now so mrs adams actually passed away on the second floor of their master bedroom and a lot of people that work there say there are there is a lot of activity in that room and some even see a white woman (laughs) that actually sounds really funny i don't mean like a white woman like a caucasian woman i'm like a ghost you know like a white (laughs) A white ghost woman. How about that? (laughs) So this is the legend of the devil baby. So the devil baby was said to be born to an unknown woman. And when the midwife saw the baby, they screamed and they wouldn't go near the baby. The mother accepted her baby and saw past its monstrous appearance. So the legend states that the baby was born a monster because his father yelled to the heavens in the frustration of being given only daughters. He yelled, quote, I would rather have the devil in this house than another daughter, end quote. Or Jane Addams actually believed the legend. Now the story goes that the devil baby was actually housed in the attic because the mother ended up abandoning the baby and leaving with the abusive father and the people of the home took care of it or so it was claimed 
I mean, people even went as far to say that he had cloven hooves, pointed ears, and a tail. But again, it was just a creepy story, but the workers that work there say there is a lot of paranormal activity in the home, and no one likes to go in the attic. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed these spooky stories about haunted Chicago. Hope you guys have a good weekend. I will see you next week for a brand new episode of Creepy Chisme. Remember, find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook groups. Just search Creepy Chisme. Gracias por escuchar y nos vemos pronto. Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, stay creepy!